Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. Look at Matthew chapter 6. You know, I started thinking about something. I keep coming in here last couple weeks say, don't worry, don't fret, don't freak out. Don't worry, don't fret, don't freak out, chill out. Everything's going to be good. Everything's going to be great. Chill. And then I'm thinking like this week I started thinking about it. I was like, don't worry, don't fret, don't freak out. You know, you got worries, cast your cares, cast your cares, leave your cares, leave your prayers, leave your worries, you know, all this stuff. Praise God, praise God, it's all good. And then all of a sudden I started thinking, did I even tell these people how? Right. And then what's the hold back from it? So this all sounds good and cute, you know, like, cast your cares, leave it there, you know what I mean, do all that stuff, don't get in all that, don't get, you know, but how many you know this, we're going to have to go to a place of prayer if we're going to pull this thing off. Yep. Now, I was really getting in this because if, you know, you got your cares and you're leaving in prayers and you got your worries and you leave it there, guess what? We got to know how to do this. And then I started thinking, well, here's the deal. You know, God put the stars in the sky. God parted the sea. God has the water span in his hand. God has the sand of the sea numbered. God's a pretty big guy. He's got it all figured out. But why do we not go to the God that we serve in prayer automatically when we know he's this big? Because we got cares and worries and fears and frets and anxieties and ups and downs. It takes us five days before we go to God when he should have been the first guy we went to the minute the problems arise or the circumstances arise. And it's not even problems. It's just cares, concerns, and things. So I started saying, and then I started asking myself, well, are we being scriptural? But before I started thinking about being scriptural in prayer, I said, I don't even pray scripturally. I start talking to God. And then all of a sudden, as I'm talking to God, my monologue and my dialogue with God in the morning or all day long starts leading me to things I need answered. You know, sometimes we, maybe we work the kids or something. I don't know what to do. Or my, your marriage. I don't know. I don't know. I ain't figured her out yet. Glory to God. Has any of you guys figured out your wife, girlfriend, anything? Anybody? Anybody raise your hand? No. Wow. You're really going for it, huh? Look at that. Boy, I wish I had a camera going this way. You would have found out that's a lie. She's like, he don't know nothing. <laughs> We all, we, don't know, we all don't know what we're doing, Joe. We're just trying. Ladies, have you figured out your husband yet? Any, 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 no hands. All right. So there's no hope for us without God. <laughs> so praise the Lord. Okay. So we're all in good company. But sometimes my monologue would lead me to things to say, well, you know what? I've got the mind of Christ. It would always, my questions, my concerns, my desires, my needs, my wants, my questions would always usually lead me to God showing up with a scripture. Showing up with something of scriptural evidence that would help me understand that he's there. I wouldn't know what to do. He'd say, hey, look, I know right now your marriage isn't like a little rocky, but hey, guess what? What I put together, let no man put asunder. And hope comes from the word of God. Maybe the kids are a little bit out in left field and you're like, oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing. You know what I mean? I told my kids, I said, look, I don't know what I'm doing. There is no manual that comes with you little jokers. I'm doing the best I can with what I know, and thank God I'm not in some kind of like loony bin with you guys wearing me out. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot. You know what I mean? You do the best you can. You do it in love, right? How many? There's no manual. I remember when, oh my God, I remember when they were little, I freaked out. You know, the hospital's real cute, right? You got that little baby carrier, right? And they leave you at the curb and like, go ahead, go home. I was like, does this thing come with a manual? What am I supposed to do with this? I don't know what to do with this kid. I was like freaking out. I was like, oh, my God. You know, that's when you used to have 82 seatbelts. Remember when you did that? You took the one belt, and you buckled them, and then you buckled them, and you buckled them, and you buckled them again. Now you're, you're a veteran. Now you, like, put a gum, stick a gum on them and say, just sit in the back and be quiet. Leave me alone, right? Remember, like, when you first went home? You can all tell the truth later, but it's okay, right? But what I'm trying to get you to see and understand is this, is that prayer starts going in a monologue and a dialogue to scriptural to bring you hope and bring you help. But then I started asking myself, what, what did Jesus say about requirements of prayer? Jesus doesn't say you gotta have great faith. Jesus didn't say you even gotta pray with a formula or, or a fancy way. Jesus just said, when you come into my presence, come in the name of Jesus to your God, your Father. And I said this, I said, you know what? 
This is really good. Never, I did that prayer summit for August. You need to watch it. Best stuff on prayer I ever spoke in my entire life. I said, I don't really pray in the name of Jesus when I go into prayer because I don't understand what's the big deal. I thought it was the seal of the deal. God said, no. He said, it's the start of the conversation. Amen. Write that down. You're going to want that. It's the start of the conversation. Go into prayer in the name of Jesus. It's the start of the conversation. It creates your tent of meeting with God. Like the Old Testament attendant meeting, you go in there and say, Father, I come to you now in the name of Jesus. That puts a bubble. You ever see those bubbles? You're in your prayer bubble now. I don't care where you are. Why do you need your prayer bubble? You need your prayer bubble because here's the thing. You got to make sure you, that God is running interference while you're pouring out your heart before your Father. It's your tent of meeting. When you say, in the name of Jesus, God puts a prayer bubble over you and you can expose yourself and your innermost wants, desires, needs, cares, and even some of your cries got to have a safe place. The name of Jesus is a safe place for you to run to. Did you get that? Did you pull that in? So write that down. I never said this a day in my life. God got this hot off the press. This came from heaven. Ain't nobody taught me this. This is for you. So I said, when you go in there, Father, I come to you now in the name of Jesus, boom. You're going to start seeing a prayer bubble, boom. You could expose your heart before him. You could be revealed. You could reveal your weaknesses. It's okay. He said, come to him in a time of prayer, right? Reveal your weaknesses. And now watch this. Then he said this. He said, the foundation floor is forgiveness. The ladder of prayer stands. So if you had a ladder, right? I almost did an illustrated sermon, but I don't worry everybody out. We're getting ready for conference. But if you had the floor, the floor would be forgiveness. That's what you're standing on. When you put the ladder of prayer on there, the first rung is righteousness. But guess, what the, guess what's holding the ladder of prayer? Forgiveness. Jesus didn't say you had to have great faith. He didn't even say you had to have all this. He didn't say you had to be fancy. He didn't say, you gotta, oh, you got to have great faith. Oh, you got to have scriptural knowledge. Oh, yeah. You know what Jesus said? If you're going to pray, forgive. I said, what's the big deal about forgiveness? He goes, that's the reason why you can pray, because I forgave you. When Adam messed up and caused a big problem for mankind, Jesus came and gave his life so you could be forgiven. And now prayer is the catalyst for your understanding you've been forgiven. When you understand you're forgiven, your prayer life gets better. The better understanding of forgiveness you got, the better prayer you are. Amen? You've been forgiven. It's, the, it's where the ladder stands. If this was the ladder, you would say the floor would be forgiveness because that's what God did. Amen? That's why the Bible says this. If you don't forgive, I can't forgive you. Not because God don't want to or can't. He just knows this, that if you're not going to be a forgiver, guess what it's going to do? It's going to hinder your prayer life. Amen? So these are foundational principles that we understand. How many of you know it's easy to forgive when you understand you have faith for it? He gave you the faith to do it, okay? We're going to talk more about that in the next couple of weeks. But then I got this. I really felt this. I said, well, then what is the problem with prayer? Why are we prayerless? Why sometimes do we not pray? Why sometimes do we hold back? Look what Jesus says in Matthew 6 and 5. He gives us a formula, foundation of prayer. He tells us what to do. And if you know what to do about prayer, it makes it a whole lot easier, doesn't it? Sure does. Look at this. It says, whenever you pray, be sincere. It's got to be heartfelt. Just be sincere. Be real with God. It's not like God doesn't know what you're going through. He knows exactly what you're going through. Be sincere and what? Not like pretenders who love the attention they receive while praying before others in meetings and on street corners. Believe me, they already got what they received, their full reward. He said, don't be a pretender. Look what he says next. Look at this. He says, but whenever you pray, go in your innermost chamber, be alone with your father, God, pray to him in secret, and your father who sees all you do will reward you what? Openly. He's an openly kind of God. Amen? He's going to re reward you what? Openly. Look at verse 7. You're going to love this. When you pray, there's no re need to what? Repeat empty phrases. Praying like those who don't know God. For they expect because they what? To hear him because of many words. He says, you don't have to ask, say the same stuff over and over and over and over in prayer. Repetitive prayer, how, how, the, uh, how the lost people pray. But the family of God, we just, God hears you. Amen? You don't have to be repetitive in it. So I got this, all right? I got to be sincere. I got to be what? I got to pray. I got to go to this place. But then I started thinking, about why are we frustrated with prayer? Our frustrations with prayer are caused by something. See, it's quiet when I say this. Like Pastor Chris, you go, well, you know, we pray. No, is that the first place we run to prayer? No, if we're being honest, no. We try to handle it ourselves. Why? So what are the misconceptions about prayer that hold us back to, from praying? 
I started thinking about it. Before we really launch this prayer thing, let's look at some of the misconceptions about prayer that maybe are holding us back. You want to know what I figured out about this? Our frustrations with prayer are this. They're caused by the misconceptions of the unknown things that seasons before have named as prayerless in the seasons now because of stuff. It's okay. Don't get down. It's not a down day. It's an up day. Let's look at these things and let's remove them because, you know, I'm with you. We prayed for people. didn't work out the way we thought. Prayed for people we thought were going to live and they died. I'm just being honest, okay? Prayed some stuff, didn't think it was going to, didn't work out. Didn't look the way it was supposed to look. It's okay. That doesn't mean God changed who he is. That doesn't mean God stopped doing miracles. That doesn't mean God stopped working. Stuff is just stuff. Some things are unknown. We'll understand the known things later. I think, it's, I think you guys are doing phenomenal because things didn't work out the way you thought they were supposed to work out, but you still kept coming. Come on, somebody. Come on. You understand? Clap like you got energy because you got some, amen? You didn't quit. Come on. We got some life hits in here. Life knocked us down. Somebody left you, but guess what? You stood back up. Come on, somebody. It wasn't supposed to work out like this, but guess what? They didn't place no value on you. Don't worry about it. They didn't know it. They didn't realize how what much of a jewel you were. Come on, somebody. Give me an amen, right? Some stuff we went through. We walked through some tough seasons. Life came and knocked the wind out of us, but guess what? God's still faithful. God's still true. God's still good. God's a good God, amen? Come on. Look at your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, God's a good God, amen? God's still a good God. I said, look at your neighbor. Tell him God's a good God, amen? Because he is, amen? He's a good God. He don't stop being good. I don't know why. When we get to heaven, you can ask God, but I'll tell you right here now. Now, nothing's going to stop me from praising him no matter what. Right. Come on. Right. You got you to gotta be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. All right. So I gave you some of these. Number one, I put this. Our lack of understanding of God's character could keep us prayerless. We don't understand God's character. We got all these misconceptions about God's character. Well, maybe God's doing this. God ain't doing nothing evil. The Bible says this. Don't think it for a moment that when you come to a place of temptation, God brought this temptation before you. God will tempt no man. That's what James said. He's not tempted with evil. God doesn't put bad things in front of you. God doesn't do nothing bad. God's a good God. Amen? Guess what? Another place in the Bible says when you have temptation, he presents a way of escape. Come on, he'll never bring nothing before you that you can't handle. He'll never make it too hard that when you go in there, you can't handle it. He'll make sure you can handle all of it, even when it doesn't look like you got the strength to do it. Why? Because God is on your side, working on your behalf. He doesn't test nobody. Well, he tested Abraham. No, 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 no. He gives you all the answers before the test shows up, and the only thing God looks is our, God is not a God of tests. He's a God of promotion. But the only way to get the promotion is you got to walk through some of the tests of life. He don't bring the test. He brings the promotion. You see it? Promotion's waiting for you. Are you ready? Are you ready to elevate to another level? Are you ready to go up? What do you got to do? Well, then you got to realize this is my step of faith to get into the next season of life. Look what the Bible says about the character of God. Come on, somebody. The character of God is a tower of strength. For the lovers of God delight to run into his heart and be exalted on high. Man, ain't that good? Read it again. Read it slow. The character of God is what? A tower of strength. When you need strength going through life, when you need strength in the time of need, whenever you need strength, what am I supposed to do? Woo, I'm supposed to go there. Look at that. Isn't that a good one right there? What's he saying? He said, the character of God gives me strength. When you pray, you get strength. How many feel weak sometimes? Right? How many feel like I can't face this? Come on, right? How many feel like, man, I cannot, man, I can't take another step, I can't take another breath? Come on, we all been there. How do I get strength? Go to a place of prayer. Well, don't look like I'm doing nothing when I'm praying. Well, it doesn't make a difference what it looks like, it's what you're gaining. Come on, somebody. Amen. It's a law. Come on, somebody. Come on, man. It's giving me strength, it's giving me ability. Well, sometimes I think I could do it in my own strength. How about you? Guess what? You can't. You can't. You got to lean on God. Amen. Look at this next scripture. Look at this one. These are some good scriptures. I found them for you. Oh, this one's so good. Check this out because I want you to pull this in. Woo, this is going to be good stuff. You got this? Look at this right here. This, is, this, really, this really dialed me in. This is one of the greatest stories in the Bible, I think. This is Abraham and Sarah. How many know about the story about that, right? He's like, everybody's laughing, right? I told him in the morning service, I said, she didn't have the plumbing and he didn't have the faith. Come on, somebody. 
Let me get an amen. Glory to God. How many of you know God shows up with a miracle baby, right? He said, look, I'm a hundred. He, he, he was smart. He goes, I'm a hundred. I don't think I got the energy. Come on, somebody. Right? She's like, I don't have the plumbing for the miracle. This is God's honest truth. And they laughed at God. They laughed at the promise of God. They laughed at what God can do. I would have laughed too. You kidding me? Looking at this situation, it's impossible, cannot happen, right? And they laughed. So God said, why are you laughing? They said, well, no, we're not laughing. They said, oh, no, you're laughing. You think something's funny. God's like, you think something's funny. How do you think this can happen? But the Bible says this, that Sarah thought about the faithfulness of God, and she looked back at the past faithfulness of God to produce a character understanding of God, which means this, just because the season looks a little funny doesn't shift the character of the God you serve. Come on, somebody. He still stays true. Look what she said here. Man, I'll tell you what. What a woman of God. Look at this. She said, Sarah's faith embraced God's miracle power to conceive even though she was barren and was past the age of childbearing. For the authority of her faith rested in the one who made the promise. And she tapped into his faithfulness. What? You need to read that again. You're too light in here. Come on, read that again. You better have a better shout than that. Somebody said, well, I don't get loud. You win the lottery, you're going to get loud. I don't get excited. Yeah, guess what? We show up with a brand new car for you with a bow on it and give you the keys and it's pink. You're going to get excited. Come on, somebody. Hello? Sarah's faith did what? Sarah's faith embraced the promise of God, his miracle power, and she was barren. I love this. For the authority of her faith. Woo! Rested in what? In his promise. You can rest assured that the authority. Somebody better shout a little bit. The authority of your faith can rest in his promise. Don't you like that? I love that. Where did I get the authority of my faith? In his promise. How can you be bold like that? Walking in the earth with that little swagger. You know what I'm saying? A little swagger. Like, hey, I got it. I don't see it. Don't worry about it. I tell you what. After this, Abraham, he was a stud. He showed up like, I got it. Don't worry about it. He's ready to go. He like, hey, come on, come on. He's calling around, Sarah, hey, woo, let's go. What do you mean, let's go? Come on, you better think real. This is what happened. It's the Bible. Jesus said it. Don't blame me, right? What happened? It got a little God in this stride. You know what I mean? Why? Because the promise of God, the authority is not in this situation. The authority is not on a dead womb. The authority is not on the circumstance. The authority is not anywhere else. But my authority has been found in the promise of God. Is your authority found in the promises of God or the situations and circumstances of life? That's what you got to ask yourself. We can't do it. Who told you that? Not me. Not now. You know what the economy said? Be quiet. Shut all that noise down and know this. My faith is not in anything else but the promise of God. And the promise of God said, yes and amen. I can have it. Glory to God. But I love this. Look what she says. Look what she said. She said it. Woo, this is so good. Pop that up there. Lift it. And rested in the one who made it. Are you resting in the one who gave you that promise? Or are you trying to do it in your own strength? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? We all try to do it in our own strength, don't we? I got this one, Jesus. You sit it out. You ever do that with God? Hey, God, sit this one out. I got it. God probably looks down in heaven like, man, you're so goofy. Why are you trying to do this? You know you cannot do this. What is wrong with you? Don't worry, God. I got this. God, hey, God, I'm really ready. Sit this one out. You know, the kids used to do that when they were little. You know what I mean? Like, I got it. Like, you cannot carry all that. I got it. I was like, you're going to drop it. No, I got it. What did they do? They dropped everything all over the place, and you got mad about it because you knew before they started they could not accomplish it. Right? And there you are, empty-handed going, would you just give me one of those bags? I'm standing here trying to help you. Let me help you. No, I got it. No, 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 no. Learn how to be a you-can-have-it. Help me out. Lean in. I'm resting in you, right? Isn't that one thing? We don't know the character of God, so we think bad things. No, God's only doing good things. He only does good things. He never stops doing good things. He's just a good God. Number two, write this one down. Our unbelief on his faithfulness is a hindrance to prayer. Our unbelief about his faithfulness. I don't know if he wants to. He does. I don't know if he wants to do it for me. So here's the thing. You know what's funny? Check this out. Everywhere in the Bible you see this, can God do it? Yeah. That's not the question. You know what the question always was? Will he do it for you? That was the question of mankind. Do you, Jesus is always saying, do you believe I can do this for you? 
And then they had to answer, yeah, I do. I believe you can. The question that we always have, all of us, is I know God can, but will he do it for me? And you can't look at your, you can't look at your Christianity because he never based it on your Christianity. He based it on his promise. That's why he's so good. He doesn't look at your performance to go, hey, that's why I'm going to do it for you. No, he says, I'm going to do it because of my promise, not because of you. I'm going to do it because of your position, not because of your, 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 your lifestyle. Did he just say that? Yeah, I'll say it again. It's true. He didn't base these promises on your lifestyle. He didn't base these promises on your character. He based it on his. That's why you can't disqualify what God made you, even though you ain't living up to the label. You know what I'm saying? You ever go shopping, and you pull it out, and you know before you pull it out, it's got the right label? You all lie. You know, you people go to church and start lying in the house of God. Why? Will you cut it out? I'm not talking about real fancy stuff. I'm talking about anything. You know what I mean? You go somewhere, and you pull it off the rack, and you just look at the, you look at the name. You go, oh, bro, this is going to cost. Why? Because the label holds value. Are you with me? Come on, right? Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. How many like art, right? Art. He's an artist and we're over there. How many you know you could buy crayons for 99 cents? But if you want to go get real nice color stuff, it's $35 for a stick. Come on. Are you here? Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Are you just talking about clothes? I could buy scissors for a dollar or you can go get $300 scissors and cut the hair on your head that I don't have. And guess what? You're going to spend some money. You can know a blow dryer? You could buy a blow dryer. I didn't know but these cost that much money. That thing looks like an aerospace engineer. You guys, you need to go in the bit. You need to stop worrying about jets. Go make makeup products, man, for ladies. I said, that thing's true. I went to Ulta. Is it Ulta? That thing was 350 bucks. Looked like a gadget, gizmo, circly things. I said, what's this thing do? Had 82 assortments or it had, had things with fusion things and uh, this curly thing. I was like, what in the heaven is this thing? I said, what is this, a wand? I thought I was at Harry Potter for crying out loud. Is this the wand? What is that thing? Done 350 bucks. I was like, is that a Roomba? Does that thing turn into Roomba and clean the house? They're like, no, it's a dryer. I said, it dry. does it dry your clothes? No, for your hair? I said, what in the heaven? 350 bucks. I was like, what does this thing do? The lady looked at me like, you don't know. I said, you're right. I don't know. And I, I don't want to know. I hope nobody, nobody in my family wants one of them things. Why? What am I saying? You could buy one for 20 bucks, but guess what? This other space age one costs 350 bucks. <laughs> this is a stupid hair dryer. Are you with me? Live up to your label. You got Jesus on you. Amen. You got Jesus in you. How valuable are you? How much do you cost? Priceless. Oh, my God. You thought MasterCard should do a commercial about you. They're right. How much? Oh, this. How much was that? $29 at the grocery store. $46 over here. $150 at the music park. How much are you worth? Priceless. Come on. You cost him his son. He had no problem paying the debt. Live up to your label. Live up to the value. Live up to who you are. Live up to the expectation. Live it up. Live it up. Live it up. Live it up. Stop downplaying what God made you. Stop talking about yourself different than the Bible says about you. Stop thinking thoughts different than what? My thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. Why? Why? They're higher. They're better. Think better. Why? Think greater. Why? Because I made you better. I made you greater. I made you more. I made you more than a conqueror. I made you exceedingly and abundantly above all. You can ask or think. That's how I made you. Made you for greatness. Made you for victory. Made you for breakthrough. Made you for supernatural. Made you for the anointing. Made you for the glory. Made you. Live up to your label, man. Come on. He's a faithful God. He is. He's faithful for you. He's faithful for me. Even when I don't think it. Come on. Here's the thing, right? Look at Psalm 36.5. You got to see this. You got to see this. I got to understand how faithful he is. How many of you slip into faithfulness of God a little bit sometimes? Right? You know, like, man, you ever, you ever do this? You ever have God do something really good? And then he does something really good, and then, like, Next week, you're like all down in the dumps, and you're kind of like mad. You don't do nothing for me. <laughs> Kids are like that, right? You don't do nothing for me. I'm like, we don't do nothing for who? Aren't you like that, though, a little bit? And I got, but you, oh, Lord, your mercy seat love is limitless, reaching higher than the highest heaven. 
Your great faithfulness is infinite, stretching over the whole earth. Go back to the first part of it. They got to see it. Sometimes it reads quick because your head's got to catch up to how good God is. Your mercy seat is love, and it's limitless. Your great faithfulness is infinite. goes on forever. God never stops being faithful even though it doesn't look like it. God never stops being faithful even though it doesn't feel like it. God never stops being faithful because faithfulness is who he is. But sometimes it don't look like it's working like that, and that's what stopped me from praying. Let's be serious. It didn't work out the way I thought it was going to work. It didn't happen the way I was going to happen. Okay, how many people, think about this, how many people do you know and I know, and I don't want to say this in a weird way, but they stopped coming to church because it didn't work out the way they thought it was going to work out. How many people quit on God because they think, well, it didn't happen the way I, I prayed and it didn't happen, and now I'm not going to go back. Well, what's God got to do with that? You don't know. We don't know. There's a lot of things we don't know. You don't do that anywhere else. Why would you do that in church? Right? How many people don't go to church no more because, what, I prayed a prayer, we prayed for this, and it didn't happen. No, 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 no. Don't let yourself be deceived. God's faithful. You know, I have, I've had people that we went through stuff here in the church, and they came, and I had one, you know, we lost somebody, and the mom came, and the God told me about what it was. He said, I said, God, I was a little bit, I was crying, and everybody cried, and we all cried, and it's sad, and it's hard, it's not easy. They got, everybody, you got that little, ba- that one time, the one girl, you should wake up one day, and you, you don't understand how to, they know what I'm talking about. They don't, they, how do you explain that? Good God loving, you know what I'm talking about. God loving people, little girl, goes to heaven. I'm thinking, what in the heaven? I was screwing my theology up. I'm, I, I was talking to people, and you know what I'm talking they, Some people know. If you don't know, don't ask. But I'm just saying, how do you explain this? When nine years old or something like that? Little girl, how do, you, how do you explain this, God? What in the heaven is going on? I'm messed up. I'm crying. I don't even know these people. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like, what would I do? And then we've had stuff in here. And it, we had Johnny, and we had this. We had that. And we're praying, and I'm praying every prayer I got. I'm fasting for crying out loud. I'm hanging on the altars of God. I don't know. What do I know? I'm doing what you're doing. I'm doing fasting and praying and praying and seeking and pressing. And then we had the one was a miracle, walked off the deathbed in the hospital in Atlanta, died. The doctor said, she is dead. She's going to die. There ain't no way about it. I said, all right, let's go for it. Dead is dead. Let's try to get a miracle. Get a miracle, walk up out of the hospital. We're going, what the heck is going on? The next thing, you see stuff and you can't understand all the stuff. And I got, and then God spoke to me. I said, I need answers, bro. I'm going to be serious. That's why in the name of Jesus, go to your bubble and say, I got some questions for you, buddy. He's like, I got some answers. Let's see if you're big enough and ready to handle them. He screwed up my theology in three seconds. I said, I'll never repeat that out of my mouth. I will not repeat that to anybody in the world. One, one time, the older girl, not the young girl, the mother came to see me years later. She said, I want to talk to you about something. I said, okay. She goes, I want to tell you what God told me about why my daughter's not in the earth anymore. I said, I'll listen to you. I have my own opinion about it. I'll never share it. I told God I wouldn't share it. But if you bring it up, I'll talk to you about it. She brought it up. And I said, that's exactly what God told me. Funny how my theology didn't fit the moment, but it answered the question in my heart just to say, there's a lot of things we don't know when we get to heaven. We'll have a lot of time to talk about it. But God's still God. And he's still good. And he's still great. And he's still working miracles. And he's still the God he said it is in the Bible. And sometimes situations and circumstances don't work out the way we think we are. But that doesn't change who God is. Because no man knows the heart of somebody else. And guess what? There's some things you don't need to go getting into. Because all it's going to do is create stuff you don't need to have in your life. So you know what I do? I go, God, you're good. Even what I don't understand. And when we get to heaven, we've got an eternity to talk about it. How about you? Come on, somebody. We're going to have plenty of time to figure it out. Just know this. Thanks be to God. And I'll tell you one time, Bobby came to me. And Bobby came to me. And some of you know who Bob is. Bob's picture's in the wall one time. Somebody didn't notice. But Bobby came to me. He came in my office crying and said, you saved me. I said, cut it out. I didn't save you. He said, you saved me. I said, I don't, stop talking like that. I started crying in my office. I said, stop talking like that. Stop, I didn't save nobody. I don't save nobody. He goes, you know what I'm saying. I said, I know what you're saying, but don't talk about it no more. I don't want to talk about it. You know what God said? Maybe they come into your life just to go to heaven. Holly, I swear to God, when he came in there, I cried. I said, get out of my office, leave. I said, leave my office now. He didn't leave. He wouldn't leave. He said, you saved me. I said, I didn't save you, man. I I remember the day you walked in that building with him 
with that godforsaken Florida State stupid jacket on. <laughs> How to swallow my pride and talk to this man. Go Gators, yes. And I had to talk to this guy. And who would have known the, re- who would have known the relationship? All those years, all those memories. You're here because of it. I can't explain this stuff. And when he left, he had that walking stick then. He left my office when he was walking out the door. He said, I could hear it in my heart. Maybe it was just for heaven. I don't know. But I know this. Every one of those stories that didn't look right all end up with them people being in heaven. Think about it. Try to go back. Go back real quick right now. I bet you almost every story you got ends up with them going to heaven. Because I know Johnny's in heaven, and I know Bobby's in heaven, and I know all these people are in heaven. And even though it hurts me to be here in the earth without them, I'm glad they're in heaven. And even the little girl's in heaven. And even the other lady that's a miracle walking that we don't understand, she's in heaven. Well, how in the heaven can anything be bad if everybody's in heaven? So maybe I'm just feeling it in the earth. But guess what? Heaven's their reward. And heaven's my home. And one day we'll all be in the sweet pie and pie. But I'll tell you what. It's still going to be all right even when we don't understand what's going on. Because guess what? Whether you want to know it, he's in heaven. How? Why? Because I heard him. I know what he said. I don't understand. But maybe it's causing my prayerlessness because of what I don't understand. I'm staying away from the one who can help me the most. Because maybe I don't need to understand everything. I just need to understand he's still good. Just lose all these things. How about this one? This one's big. Go to Hebrews 6.18. You got to see this. Here's what I built my life on. It's impossible for God to lie. I don't know about you. That's why my favorite scripture in the Bible is Numbers, right? 23, we say, God is not a man that he should lie. He's the son of God. He ain't repenting. He ain't going to say it and turn it back just because we don't understand it. He's still God. Look what this says. So it is impossible for God to lie, for we know that his promises or promise, and we know he, his vow will never change. And now we have run into his heart to hide ourselves in his faithfulness. This is where what? We find strength and comfort, for he empowers us to seize what has already been established ahead of time, an unshakable hope. You better go back and read that again, you charismatic church. Come on, somebody. So it is impossible for God to lie. Come on, you see it? He can't lie. He don't lie. He won't lie. If he lied, the earth would explode. Come on, somebody, because it's rotating on his truth. You can tell Darwin, shut up. Darwin ain't got jack to do with nothing. Light be. Light spun it. Light started it. God took the world, spun it like a Harlem Globetrotter. Watch it roll. And it didn't stop rolling until it was done. Why? Because he's God. And look what he said. Impossible. For we want, no, that his promise and his vow will never change. And now we've run into his heart to hide ourselves in his faithfulness. Hide ourselves in his faithfulness because this is where what? Woo! We find strength, comfort. He empowers us to seize what has already been established ahead of time. An unshakable hope. Before you got here, he put it before you. Before you got here, he spoke it into your life. Before you needed it, it was waiting for you. God looked into your future, said, this is what you need. He said, just keep stepping into what I got for you because I laid it up for you. It's waiting for you. You worried about, is it there? God's like, it's already been there. It's waiting for you. Are you going to get there? That's the question. Come on. He laid it out ahead of you. He put it before you. Come on. Look at these things. These are the truths of the word of God. How about this one? Write this down. This is another one. Number three, our impatience with his timing. Ooh, that's a good one. How many don't pray because the last five things took too long? Come on, right? I don't need another open browser, right? My computer's all jacked up. Got pages. You know, sometimes I go from here. I got a big monitor here, you know. So I plug my computer in. And, and when you got a big monitor, you know, you could have 15 things open and spread them all out. Like I got like a TV screen. That's how I like to work. You know, so I, ping, it goes all over. But when I, sometimes when I go home, you know, I don't put it on. I got the one computer, you know. 
and I got 18 browsers jammed. They're all stacked up. I was, where is this? It's like Swiss cheese. I can't figure it out. How many of you got so many open browsers of prayer, you ain't got another project to be waiting on? That was a whole lot funner than you laughed, so you should catch up. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, I believe God for that. That took three years. I ain't got that kind of time, God. I ain't got that kind of time, God. Did you get that? Did you pull that in? I don't have that kind of time at all. <laughs> Y'all lying in church. Cut it out. Stop. How many want to start a new prayer project? Think like, this will take four years. <laughs> Look, how many are really excited about it? Like, I'm being serious. I'm not laughing, but isn't it true? Like, man, the last one wore me out. <laughs> I don't know about it. Don't we get like that with prayer? I've been waiting for the last thing. Now we're going to start a new thing? He didn't come through on the last one. Hey, God, how about this? I'll start a new one when you finish the last one. How many know it ain't going to work? Isn't it true? Look what it says. You got to pull these scriptures in. Read them. They're going to help you. Pop that up there. They'll see it. Lord, I have chosen you alone as my inheritance. And you're my prize. You're my pleasure. My portion. I leave my destiny and its timing in your hands. It's so nice, but so hard, ain't it? Oh, God, isn't it my time now? Nobody's paying attention to me. Four, five people in this building are paying attention to me. It's okay. I feel, I feel, your, I feel your help. I feel your help. <laughs> I feel the five people that are for me. All the rest of you get behind me. Come on. What is wrong with you? You don't think this stuff? Destiny? Should, somebody, oh, God, I'm going to go there. Shouldn't they have been here by now? Shouldn't it have been here by now? Shouldn't this have happened by now? God, come on, right? Come on, tell it, right? I want to start a new project. I've been waiting for the last one for 30 years. Glory to God, I got to keep waiting for this. No, no, it's okay. Leave the timing and the destiny in God's hand. But guess what happens with that? I'm impatient. Two people tell the truth in the house of God. You know, I was telling them, you know, I, I'm yelling at everybody in traffic. I'm proud of it. I'm a professional, and I don't have a problem with it. And you know what I told them this morning? I'm real good at, like, if you drive fast. I was thinking about this. If you drive slow in the fast lane, and I get ahead of you, I'm going to come back into that other lane, because I'm going to get in that fast lane. You know what I'm saying? When I come back over, it's going to be abrupt, and I might not even use my directional. And I come over a little, you know, little, with a little swagger, like, whoo, you better move, man. Because you, yeah, I get, a little, I get a little feisty, you know, like when my drive, like, hey, move. And they don't move. I look at them, too. Do you look at them when you ride by? Oh, yeah, I look at them. Oh, yeah, PL says, you got to stop it. You're being setting a bad example. I said, bump my example. I'll repent later, right? So I'm driving, right? And I look at them when I go by. I don't look at the road. I'm okay. I got it locked in, and they slow, and they know they're doing it on purpose, some of them people. You know what they do? And I do this when I go by. I'm still going. Like 80. I make sure I got enough room. Car's got some kind of sensor. It'll beep if something goes wrong. Just hang on. Everybody got your seatbelt on? I do this. You for real, bro? Then I do this. The right, the light is, you know, the mirror got a thing. It got a little light. It's red when you're too close. I go over while it's red. I don't care. That's all right. Ain't going that close. But I leave a little draft. I'm drafting. I'm drafting. I'm giving them some wheel spin. I get over. Woo! Get over. Yeah, take that. I tap the brake everywhere. Now I like brake check them, but I let them know they got lights. Just a little bit. Like, you need to move, bro. It's my, it's my, pray for me. I need help, okay? I'm just trying to tell you. Who's got patience? You got patience? Does anybody got patience? Get out of here, man. You got patience? How long is this going to take? Oh, great. Four hours. Where do we sign up for this mess? No, you don't want to be patient. You don't want to be patient in life, and you don't want to be patient with God. Hey, God, where's these promises? Where's all this great stuff? Where's all this wonderful stuff? Where's all this stuff? Because right now, it doesn't look like nothing's working out too great. How many of you want to go to a prayer meeting when you're knee-deep in that mess? Hey, guys, let's go to an all-night prayer meeting. It's going to be great. We're going to stay up all night long and wait for God. <laughs> no. 
Get rid of the misconception. He's working on your timing. He's working on your destiny. He's working on your circumstances. He's working on your situations. He's working on it. Look at 1 Corinthians 10, 13. That's a new one. I'll keep Kentucky. I'll keep you on your toes for the day. Oh, you quick, girl. You quick today. You a bad woman. Come on, right? So I gave her the notes. I said, hey, let's go. Be ready for me. Look at this. Read this. You got to read this. You're not reading it. We're going to read it together. You ready for this? Let's read it slow. Every, you did. You're sort of a fast reader. I love that. He's like, I read it already. I, I Praise the Lord. He gets an A today. He gets a star for that. You better get him a star. He did good. We all experience, I got to sit down for this. We all experience times of testing, which is normal for every human being. Oh, great. Well, that's wonderful. Where do we sign up for this? Hey, we're going to have a testing sign-up sheet in the lobby. Everybody sign up. Let us know when it, how about this? Does God ever test you when it's convenient for you? No. He doesn't test you, but he sets up promotion. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You want to take a picture of it. It's a, just keep taking it home with you. It's agony. It's going to be, it's good, but it's good. No, but I'm being serious. When you first read it, we all experience times of testing. So testing is this. Watch this. Not with failure. God doesn't leave you a place of failure, but he's got to get you to a place of promotion. So you go through the test that kind of happen in life just to become victorious. For promotion. Does that make sense? Like you ever, go to, you ever go to school and you want to go up a level or you want to, how many, who does something like real estate? You got to pass a test. You want to be a doctor? You got to pass a test. You want to be a lawyer? You got to pass the board. You got to pass the bar. What do you want to do? You got to pass the test. You can't just go, you want to be a doctor? You can't practice medicine without a license. I do it. It doesn't really go over big with people. Say, so how do you do that? Well, you're, you're a healing technician. We all experience times of testing, which is normal for every human being, but God will be faithful to you. Isn't that good? Mm-hmm. Ain't that good? Come on, we're almost done. Uh, but God will be faithful to you. He will screen and filter the severity of this thing. He's like this. He's like, so here's what I was like. So Chris is here, right? We go. Okay. Does the diagnostic goes, he's ready. My God in heaven, you better stop looking at obstacles like they're problems. They're really promotions in disguise. Because then it can't be in your front porch if it were, you weren't ready for it. You're ready for it, man. He will what? He will screen, filter, and make sure the severity, the nature, and timing of every test of your trial or your trial you face so you will not. Watch the back end. Can bear it. And each test is an opportunity to trust him more. Oh, come on. Oh, for along with every trial, God has provided for you a way of escape that will bring you out of it victoriously. Hallelujah. Come on, relevant. Shout like you got the victory. I got victory. He's bringing me to victory. There's only one place I got is what? Victory. Here's the last one. Ready? Here we go. Our previous experience in the past hold us back from praying and seeing his future success for you. Previous experiences, man. They're dangerous. I did this. It didn't work. I prayed. That didn't happen. This is what I learned real young at this thing in God. When it didn't work, I looked in the mirror and said, what did I do wrong? I'm going to say it again. When I learned this the first month of Christianity for me, if it didn't work, it's not God. You ever go to do something in life and get so frustrated, but there's like a system? I remember one time, right? This is why I do not need to be a mechanic. I do not need to work on anything. But one time I got real cute and I had this car and I was like, I got to just change the light directional. You know, it's real simple. It used to be real simple. You open the thing, you go in the back, you twist the thing, the bulb comes out, you put the new bulb in, you put it, it's my flasher, you know, and you could tell when it's getting ready to go. The thing's like, instead of going dink, it goes ding, 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 before it's getting ready to go. You know what I'm saying? So I go, this can't be hard. How hard could this be, right? I'll just pop the thing, I'll do this. Oh my God in heaven. I'm, I got, like, I was ready to hurt somebody. Right? I'm like, this, then you get mad because you start a project. And I'm like, I get to fit this a bulb. I buy the bulb. I go to the thing. 
and literally, honestly, no, I'm no exaggeration, whatever. I watched this YouTube thing. I go, okay, YouTube, you can do anything. I said, I got this, right? I go in there, I YouTube it. I'm like, this is great. The guy on the YouTube had to stop the video. This is when I knew I was really in trouble, Billy. I knew this is a bad day. But now I got this thing apart. I had to literally take the whole lens out of the car. No joke. Watch this tutorial. He stops in the thing. I'm trying to get this bulb in. This stupid bulb will not go in. I go, I'm ready to like, throw it against the wall and just go, go to the mechanic and get this done. And all of a sudden, the guy comes back from the YouTube video, and he goes, I figured out what it was. He said, you have to put that thing exactly in the right position and put it in there, and then it'll twist in. And then he said, then it'll be done. You know what? It still took me another couple of minutes, but I figured it out. I said, there it is. And I got it in, and I put it back, and I thought about it. All the while, I had every component that could possibly get this thing to work but I didn't have one little application. And because I had that one little goofy, it was, this, it was a little plastic stupid thing that if you wouldn't even know where it was and how to do it, I still would be there with this thing five years later. So good. Sometimes in life, it's just the little things you got to get connected and it works great. But if you got one of those little components out, you can have all the stuff but not get the job finished. Maybe that's sometimes what happens with God. We're leaving one little thing out, and he's trying to leave. and say, hey, man, don't worry about it. We're going to get better at it. Not that he's making it difficult, but sometimes we don't follow the instruction perfectly, and therefore we wonder why. Why is this not working? Why is this not working? What is wrong with this picture? I got the thing. I got the bulb. I got the parts. I got it. Why is this not working? And God's like, go watch the YouTube video. You don't know what you're doing. And I'm like, Ah, you know what I'm saying? He's the best, right? Electrical. You can have wires, and you got one little wire wrong. The whole thing don't work. I got 400 wires. Just because you got all these wires, you got to connect them right. Because if you don't connect them right, something don't work. One little wire stop the whole thing from working. Maybe you got your wires messed up. Maybe you got maybe you got to fix some stuff. But it's okay. Look at this right here. Psalm 71.5. We're done. Come on. For you alone are my only hope, Lord. I've hung on you, trusted in you all my life. Did you get it? Go back and see it. Go back. For you alone are my what? My only hope. I've hung on you, trusted in you all my life. Now watch what it says. It was you who supported me from the day I was born. Loving me, helping me through my life's journey. You made me into a miracle. No wonder I trust in you and keep going. Trust him. Praising you forever. Many marvel at my success, but I know it's all because of you, my mighty protector. Next one. I'm overflowing with your praise for all you've done. And your splendor thrills me all day long. Praise him, man. Come on, stand up on your feet. Might not have worked out the way we thought it would, but it's working out. Might not have happened the way we thought it was going to happen, but it works. Maybe some things got left out, but guess what? We didn't get left back. I promise you, don't let some of the misconceptions hold you back from going to the one that can change your future. We all got them. We could all say we could make a list of them if we had to, but let's not go there. Let's just move forward and say, you want to know what? I might not be what I used to be, but I'm a whole lot better than that. Come on, somebody. Come on. Maybe didn't everything work out the way I thought it was going to work out, but everything's going to be all right. Life knocked me down, but I got up. Come on, somebody. Sometimes it knocked the wind out of you, but you still kept going. When we should have quit, we didn't quit. When we should have stopped, we didn't stop. We should have said enough is enough, we didn't stop. We kept going forward and forward and forward. Why? Because God's good. Amen? In this time of cast your cares, take your place, go bring your worries, go get your prayer, leave it there. Go to a place of prayer. 
What did I start this with? Go in there and say, Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus yes. and pour your heart out. Yes. He will lead you to truth to help you in your time of need. That's what he promised. He promised he'd do it. And if he promised he'd do it, He's going to do it. Amen. Lift your hands to heaven. Father, I thank you for each and every person at the sound of my voice. I thank you, Lord, for the change and transformation that's happened in their life. I thank you, Lord, for changing and moving and rearranging. And let them be quickened with the arena of prayer in their life like never before. Let them see and let them know greater than ever before. Let them have the kingdom revelation of who you are and what you could do. And let their prayer lights go to a whole new level. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody in the house said amen and amen. Glory to God. Now give me one minute. Yeah, come for Jesus. Isn't he awesome? Come on. He loves you too much. Here. Now listen. I'm going to go up here so I can see everybody because I got people in the back. Now, listen, I'm going to do this quick, all right? I'm going to let you go. Man, I'm so tan. Look, I'm almost gone. I like it. Look, you can't see me no more. Praise the Lord. Come on. Listen. All right. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. No joke. Get in this building. Now, this is going to be different now. If you like, what's going to happen? I cannot, I cannot be responsible for anything that happens in this building because we're going to press in. All I knew is this. When I started getting ready for this couple of days, you know, God, I really felt we're, getting, we're going to go back. I really felt like God was like, go back. Don't leave the Holy Spirit out of this. Like, we all got to go back. You got to come back to the Holy Spirit. You have to. Amen? So you guys got to realize this. The next three days, Wednesday, don't, don't make excuses. Just get here. I got work. Forget about work. You can go to work. You've been to work tired. You'll be fine. You know, I got this. I got that. You know what I'm saying? Like, people make excuses. That's not, I'm not, this is no hindrance. I'm just telling you, we're going to have it whether you're here or not. And I'm not worried about attendance. Attendance doesn't move me. That's not what, my, what bothers me is that God, I've done this way too many times. This is not a fear factor. This is a truth factor. I've been in meetings when people that I know should have been in them weren't, and God gave them the word they needed for their future. I don't want that happening. I don't want that happening, man. So what's it going to take? Three days of commitment to be in a building? God knows what you can do and what you cannot do. Don't you think God knows that if you had Friday something with the kids, that you could, he'd make sure we said what you needed to hear on Wednesday and Thursday? He's that big a God, guys. Come on. But don't you be like, oh, I'm going to watch my favorite TV show. Come on, man. Get in the building, you know what I'm saying? And if we need to help you get here, we'll work that out. But I want you to come, come expecting, come ready to receive, come ready to hear from heaven, because heaven's going to move supernaturally. That I can tell you, man. So it's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and if you can't do that and you got to be there, watch online, all right? We love you. God bless you. You guys are dismissed. Have a great night. Love you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.